Hello and welcome to Mike's Cast with your hosts Greg and Mike. Hello, welcome to show number uh, thirty-eight. I don't even know thirty-eight. Thank you. You're welcome. So, anyways, so, so anyways, that's that's the thing I get that's the bad ratings for in my other podcast. So I, I'll try not to say that. Um, we're going to we're, talk about today what we. So well, you give me a chance to say it. Again. This is a. Sig- yeah, we're, we're on the DPN thread of so you. What was that thread called? It's a, so, well, you asked for show <laughs> ideas, I think. Jeez, I'm, I'm still breathing the thin Strike. air of Yosemite. I haven't quite. Yeah, it's as well. You asked for show topics as a thread. Yeah. yeah so okay. people asked us. Well, we put out a call a few episodes ago for some show ideas. And uh, you know some some of our listeners responded. We got some emails. We someone came went to the DPN and started a thread there. So we figured we'd. Um, are you already digging through the fridge? We figured we figured we'd address some of the requests or the ideas. Ain't that right? Yeah. Greg, so, are you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> One of the first ones was. Um, you did a show in the park, so how about some thoughts or comments for Disneyland for couples or newlyweds? So, here's what I have to say about that. Don't get married, and you won't have to worry about it. Oh, yeah. Spoken <laughs> spoken as the man who's been married for 21 years. Uh, that is that is true. And for so. only being 30, that's been kind of tough, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I'll tell you what, here's a kind of the funny thing, and I don't think this will take us too long because, <clears throat> in my opinion, not a whole lot to talk about. I wanted to go to Disney World um, for my honeymoon in 1985. So did we. My, not 1985. But no, but I'm when sure. we got married, we would have, we would like to yeah. have gone there as well. My uh, in-laws thought it was a joke. My wife's best friend thought it was a joke and her family thought it was a joke and why she relies so much on her best friend's family's opinion don't ask me but young dumb and stupid i guess at the time and guess what her best friend got married a year later and they, they went to disney world <laughs> bastards um so we went to lake tahoe which was still a lot of fun we st- actually stayed the first night at the queen mary hotel uh which is pretty darn cool and then went on up to to Lake Tahoe, didn't get to go to Disney World for a few years, he went away, but we went in 86, so a year later, but I think it's a cool place to go, I think it'd be be fun to be that age again, be a newlywed in the parks, I don't know that I'd wear those funny little Mickey hats with the the, know, bride, the top, hat, the top and the, hat and the veil, yeah, I don't know maybe if I was that age I would, I, I don't know but I think it'd be a cool place if you stayed probably at any of the resorts though, you know, going to the higher end ones on a on honeymoon seems like it'd be kind of fun and romantic and all that that good stuff. So I think it could be a lot of fun, especially if both people are into Disney. Um, now, as far as you know, oh, see what he asked us. He asked about Disneyland, not Disney World. So show about well, thoughts for Disneyland for couples and newlyweds. Okay, well, even Disneyland. You know, don't stay at the Dis- Disneyland hotel. I've never got my uh, the wind blowing up my skirt or my kilt over. Uh, the Disneyland Hotel, for one, it was never really a Disney-owned property until the last 15, 20 years. It was built by someone else for Disney, or as a friend of Disney. It just doesn't have the magic of the park hotels that, or 
at the Magic Kingdom. The new Grand Californian, okay, that's that's a pretty jazzy place. I guess that could be all right. Um, <laughs> like Florida, but I think you could still have fun. Yeah, uh, okay. Well, I proposed at the hotel. So there's plenty of little places to get lost. Uh, yeah, it's just do it's those not a very magical place. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, you were. Pro- let me guess. Let me think of that place and where you might have been. Mm-hmm. And that was oh what ten years ago. Um, a couple more years than that, but twelve. Yeah, yeah. yeah you guys are still puppies in the whole marriage. Yeah. Thing. Okay. Um, okay, it's got to be one of two or three places, and the hotel's changed a little bit, so anybody that's only recently seen it probably won't get this. So it was either one, down at the waterfalls. Okay, or two. Is that a no? I'm not going to... You tell me your choices, and I'll tell which one. Tell you okay. which one is correct. Uh, possibly the Rose Garden Gazebo area. Yes, that was still in existence at the time. Or, if you were really a, a dumb, you know what, it might have just been by the little boats you can drive. <laughs> uh, Mr. Unromantic person. No, there was. I don't think the Dancing Waters was still going. Yes, back it was then. still going in nineteen. Okay, so was it then, there? Uh, okay, no. Um, it was in the waterfall area, but not down in there. I don't okay. know if you remember. You know, there was a there was a row of, of lessee shops. Yeah, they're still there. Well, it's kind of curtailed. Started, okay. Yeah. Well, there's a back stairs out the one of them. I, I thought you were going to say you proposed to her while while buying some. You know, no, no, piece no. of crap token from the lessee no, shop. No, but there's a back stairs outside the one that the door was always barred. Yeah. So you could climb up these stairs. You're behind, kind of behind some bushes. You know, private, but you're in the area. So that's where no, that's where that question sweet. was popped. But you know, that's because you know some other things happened there, so it was appropriate to. Oh, uh, I don't think we need to <laughs> no. know that. Okay, yeah, let your imagination run wild. Uh, I don't know, but so, Disney, uh, Disneyland's always, I don't know, to me it's always magical at night, you know? If you, no, if yeah, no, no, Especially no, no. when it's not crowded, you can just kind of <clears throat> stroll around and take insights or... Uh, yeah, if I was going to say for, you know, if uh, see, if you're already married and going there, that's one thing. To, you know, go as a couple and propose there. Uh, again, you know, I could address each one of those issues differently, but I still think it'd be a lot of fun, especially from out of town... Um, you know the, the thing is, visit, that, I think be fun. If you're into it, you're into it, and so it's yeah, it's got to be no a mutual what. thing, though. You know, so you got to be two, you know, uh, a couple of DFs to to really Not appreciate necessarily that. DFs, but no, no, I just use that in the loosest terms. But uh, you know, I've, one of our close friends got married at Disneyland Hotel. Yep. Uh, back before they had the big magical wedding garbage that they got now. Um, or they have that now. was a rough day. It was a real rough day, except when we all put our little name tags on it. <laughs> well, it's a little bit on the silly side, but I mean, well, you know, he was supposed to be married out the Rose Garden, but it rained like cats yeah. and dogs the night before. It did, but hmm, what do you know? They moved him into a crappy room and they set up for the next wedding after his. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's that's another story for the time. Yeah, we have no idea. And by the way, you know, I talked to him and he's. He agreed with me that he's been lazy and needs to get back on the podcast. So maybe oh. one day he will get back. Okay, good. And speaking of, that's a good segue. Uh, why don't you go ahead and and play the voicemail we got from 
um, two of our friends in the DPN, <laughs> and it goes perfectly with this story. <laughs> you got, you got to stop laughing. Okay. <laughs> Listen to it again, and it'll just set up why someone needs to come back on our show. Michael and Gregory, what is up, fellas? This is your favorite sexy Beyond Main Street host, Lou. And uh, I just thought I'd give you a call and say, sup. Actually, no. Uh, well, yeah, that too. But um, I have a, I have a friend that would like to say hello to you guys. Friend? Uh, hello? Is this thing on? What's up? You are real. I'm real. I am not a computer program. Uh, hey, what's going on? This is kind of exciting. This is sweet, dude. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what to say. I'm like, I'm like, what you're missing? I'm at a loss for words. Well, you've always been complaining that Mike and Greg don't want you on MiceCast or, you know, on their show. Yeah. So, uh, I thought maybe if we called them, they, they would maybe try to get you on. And uh, I just want to, you know, clear it up that, you know, I'm not your sidekick. You're actually my sidekick. I just play it off that way. Yeah, you do a good job. Yeah. You do a good job. Yeah. So, uh, you know, kind of like Mike is, or Greg is Mike's sidekick. Like right. On the recent Ab- show. Absolutely. So, very cool. Ding. So, yeah. Uh, so, what else you got to say, Bob? Um, I enjoy the show. Um, you need to do a new show. Uh, to what kind of show should we have that you guys should do? Yeah, suggestion. Um, uh, you could do a show on... You could interview the the best looking host for the 2006 oh, Up Awards. That's a good idea. Yeah. Or they could do a Pocahontas show. Pocahontas would be sweet. Yeah. A show, yeah. Maybe are you talking like characters, Bob? Uh, no, I'm talking about that Pocahontas I saw when I was out there a few years ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh, that's cool. All right. Well, I guess I don't really have any great suggestions right now. You guys uh, are doing a great job. You're doing a great job. Hello to all the uh, Micecast listeners out there. So. Uh, all right. Well, you know, they, they, we could probably talk as long as we want because they really, their shows go, you know, so long. This is like my first step. It's like a baby step. I've made it past the calling the voicemail. Now, you know, now I can maybe call them on, uh, I can Skype them or something. Yeah, you're you're always on Skype. Yeah. Or if you're not on Skype, you're listening to Striper. Yeah. So, hey, dude, if you ever get on MiceCast and you talk to these guys, you uh, just talk nice about me because I've done that for you, you know. Okay, but if I tell the truth, you know, I'm sorry. I don't know where that's going to go, so, yeah, you know. That's a good point. Some of those road rage incidences and, uh... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, How much time do we have on this? I don't know. Well, I, you mean, I don't know. We've cool. been talking for almost three minutes, so... Seriously? Yeah. Well, sweet, it's great to talk to you guys. Hey, guys, yeah, um, this is very cool. Maybe we'll get together Thanks. sometime. Um, yeah. I got together with Greg. The Disney World. I know. I just saw the picture of him. Yeah, you know, cool. and and that that weird masked guy. So. Well, it's too bad you're not going to Mouse Fest in December with all of us because uh, we're all going to be there. Dude, you know I'll have to tell you the real story about that when I come on the show because, you know I tried. So. All right, cool. Well, hey guys, good job on uh, on the show, and uh, I'll I'll let Bob uh, take us out. All right, it's great to talk to you guys, and uh, and where, where where's uh, Richard been lately? You know I haven't I haven't heard from him. You mean Dick? I miss Dick. I have yeah. to for that. I don't okay. Know. So, you know, I kind of enjoy Dick once in a while. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, you know, if you talk to him, tell him. You better get myself. 
car will catch 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 play. Bye. So gosh, are you still recording? Yes. So you can. So, I can still <laughs> drop it in. So Bob, Bob wants to see something again on the show or hear somebody on the show. <laughs> uh, oh man! Thanks for the voicemail, Lou and Bob. Very funny gosh. stuff. So we'll have to get the, <laughs> have to get the word to Richard. He's got a fan. <laughs> uh, that's oh my funny. Gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is he gonna live that one down? No. So I, I think no, not. No, what? I said. I said. Is Bob gonna live that one down? No. Um, I think not. No. No. That he's not gonna be able to. That'll. That's like Lou's dancing now. It's gonna be part of yes. Bob. Uh, DPN lore. Yes. So the suggestion about the Disneyland for couples or newlyweds was from Ernest, one of the members of the DPN, and. I don't know why I just read that and immediately jumped to Disney World, but not Disneyland. No, I think as a I know I used to have fun going to to Disneyland as a, a young guy as a couple or on dates. To me, that was like the perfect date that's hangout. An awesome date. You know, forget going to the movies stuff like that. I mean, that's fun, fine. Um, you know, we still had drive-ins in our day, so I mean, what do the kids do now? I mean, no drive-in. I have no idea. Um, but but Disneyland know, was always a fun place to go. Great- I, I mean, I I took a date on that twenty what was it. 25-hour party, the first Jeez. first party they ever had that went for 25 hours. And they did that a few more times and then just realized it was a uh, major pain in the ass to uh, manage well, and all that. But that was very cool. The 25th anniversary, 25 hours straight the park was open. And that was just too cool. Alright, well, so, I was, I was going to comment that... Um, <clears throat> yes... That's why you're here as my sidekick to comment. Yeah, oh, you're a sidekick, yeah. You're, you're, you're my okay. Ed McMahon, so no, you've got you to chime in. When you take people to Disneyland as a date and you know some ins and outs, you know, the, for example, taking them up in the pilot house of the Mark Twain, things that people don't normally get to do or normally think yeah, about getting I mean, to do if, that you can... If you can arrange stuff like that, like, well, this was later when my wife and I just went out for our anniversary when we were lucky enough to be able to eat in Club 33, we also got to ride in the... Uh, the Lily Bell. So that was a, you know, if I was younger, um, well, I shouldn't say that. We were in our 30s at the time. But, you know, if we, you know, that would have been a really cool to, you know, 20-something on a date and trying to impress the chick you're yep, with. You know, exactly. that, that would have been a, a, I shouldn't say chick, the, the young woman the long, in my, young lady my, that's my company. you with her company, yes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if, as a, if you could somehow hook up with somebody in Club 33, that's fun. You know, the pilot house, and there's a uh, there's a little cot right below the pilot Oh, I'm sorry. But, but there, there is a little cot right below the pilot you house, know, but we won't go there. Um, it's the, an accurate recreation of a yeah, yeah. stern paddle. Uh, the Big Thunder Trail at night can be kind of quiet, romantic. Um, even a stroll on, on, uh, on Tom Sawyer's Island. It can be nice if it's not too crowded and the kids aren't running around because it's kind of woodsy and all that. Um, area Ariel's Grotto area, it's kind of nice and quiet, lit nicely. You know, it's kind of it's got its atmosphere. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, hanging around the castle, just enjoying the view. I mean, there's a lot of cool things to do at Disneyland. Even California Adventure's got some nice places. The, the little trail through uh, Grizzly River Rapids. Yep. It's kind of cool. Uh, Down there yeah. by the Challenge Trail. 
Yeah. So there's there's some cool things to do as a couple. I say, I you know, like one of my little mantras: the worst day at Disneyland is still better than any day at work. Sure. um, Even if she a bitch slapped you for something you said to her, something you tried to do, as a couple, uh, you'd still have a good time at Disneyland. Well, okay. Should we move on to the next one then? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we should say that Earl thought that I'd predict things like parking lot, Disneyland security, and binoculars. Sorry, Earl, just didn't happen. Um, let's see. Okay. okay Ernest, Ernest also, also talks about uh, he wouldn't he wouldn't mind a uh, typically mice cast critical eye on Pleasure Island at Downtown Disney in Orlando. Why people? Yeah, but you know he also talked about going there. with his fiance to Disney World, and that just doesn't sound like a very moral thing to do. S- sharing rooms with someone you're not wed to, I don't know. Right, let's move on. All right. <laughs> well, he still wants us to c- c- talk Couldn't about help. Pleasure Island. Couldn't help but throw that out. Yeah, yeah okay. Ernest has just got post after post here. Yeah, what but, is uh, most popular rendezvous for male-female park employee? Uh, I don't think we should go there. I could tell you some stories. But. The master bedroom says family robs the treehouse. <laughs> the wheelhouse. See, he talks wheelhouse of the Lily Bell. See, he's, he's confusing. Okay. Yeah, there is no wheelhouse. In, well, there is at Disney World. Uh, uh, well, it was the Empress Lily, if that's what he's thinking yeah. about. Uh, but I think he's actually talking about uh, Mark the Mark Twain, or uh, what's now called the. Not one blank at the one at Disney World. It's no Fowler. longer the Richard F. Irvine or the, the Fowler. It's the. Uh, it's named something else. Oh, I don't remember. Does, doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's some things about inside the mouse. There's actually um, a calendar me- being made up, or I think it actually did get made up. Uh, Disney girls, or I'm not sure if that was the term used. What had some girls posed in some good places, but that went over like a fart in church. Where was this? Uh, when was this? I'm sorry. Oh, that was a while ago in okay. my early days. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, there was a lot of um, <laughs> there was a lot of stuff out there. John Dub mentioned the Lindsay Lohan thing seemed kind of tame after all that. Uh, we actually, I guess I could mention, this is not too too racy. We had, uh, I worked with a young lady when I was on Tom Sawyer's Island. I remember her. And I won't have to mention her name because I can't remember it, so I won't worry about that. I do remember her nickname, um, which was Lassie. <laughs> <laughs> and it, one of the girls, we had this real sweet, innocent girl on the island who thought we were making fun of her because she was blonde and you know sometimes blondes you know hair it seemed like she had a little bit of facial hair she really didn't i mean but you know it's wasn't her name kim i don't even go i have no clue i (laughs) don't really remember it's not the point of the story what her name was i remember i remember hanging out in the break room though yeah the nickname lassie came from the the movie porkies and anybody that's seen the movie porkies with kim cattrell as the, the one they nicknamed uh, Lassie, Lassie we'll, we'll get that. But anyways, she was, I think, from, well, I, I guess I won't name the city, because if anybody knew us back, then they'd kind of narrow in on this. But anyways, she is from this podunk little town in the Midwest. Um, it might have been Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, no, that's the, that's the wrong podunk town. Um <laughs> She said that in this little podunk town she was in, that there was nothing to do. So her one of her girlfriends had they made a bet to see who could, <clears throat> to use an old term from an old TV show, make whoopee in the most unique place. So 
her friend had made whoopee on the 50-yard line of the local football stadium. Big deal, right? Yeah, yeah, big deal. So she wanted to know best places to make whoopee at Disneyland. So, of course, all the guys were ready to oblige not only in picking the location, but, you know, giving her any assistance she might need. So, of course, the wheelhouse came up. Uh, there's all kinds of stories of what um, cast members will do on Pirates late at night when there's not very many people going on it by sp- spreading out empty boats, you know, in front of and behind of couples. Um, so, Ernest, knock yourself out. Go on Pirates really late at night, almost at closing. Ask the cast uh, members oh, to give wait, you a no, few no, boats but, in between. But you also make make sure that you're pawing on each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they know. only did that if they thought that they might actually... That you might actually do something. Yeah, but you got to like crazy. the idea that voyeurism, because you know they'll have every move on camera. Um, so, anyways, we used to make little suggestions of, of of places that you know some of them were cast member only places where a general public couldn't get to, which made it less of a challenge. Though you know there's still a lot of cast members moving and about at all times. Uh, but anyways, that was kind of a funny thing. So she got the nickname of Lassie. Um, you know, good or bad, that that was her nickname. And we all thought it was pretty funny. What was funnier, though, was the end of summer party, which I I don't even know on this podcast if I described what went on at the end of summer party, which just was a riot. But this, I don't know, me. This is the girl that was the sweeper, right? Yeah, stop giving away every detail. I mean, some people, I mean, I don't want to totally malign her character or anything. She was just okay, saying Greg, these are Greg, things that went on, and we joked about Greg, it. Greg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? 17 years ago. You never Se- know. She might be your neighbor. Years. Okay. You yeah, just right. never know. Okay. <laughs> Her kid might be going at your 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 uh, your your kid's school at the same time. You uh, never know. You might possible. bump into him at soccer. Sure. I, I bumped into somebody at my kid's soccer. This has been about five or six years ago. She goes, "Your daughter's last name." She goes, "I think I went to high school with you." You know, I mean, we've talked about how small my high school was. And how you seem to marry everybody, or your cousins marry everybody to come out of that school. But anyways, it's just, you know, you, you just never know. So, Okay, fine. As far as places to do it in the parks, there's plenty. But if you just want some romantic, nice places, there's there's plenty of places to roam around that park and have a, a bit of romance. But you might so. want to caution, if you get caught, you're going to be showing the door. Well, it depends on to what level you're romancing, because certain things can be and cannot be done in public. So as long as you keep that in mind, you're probably okay. Well, you said do it. <clears throat> I didn't say do it. I'm it's... saying some people want to do it. I didn't say do okay, it. Okay, fine. No, you said there's places to do it. <laughs> I'm saying if you're going to do that, well, <laughs> make sure you're... Anytime you make whoopee in public, you're taking your chances. So <laughs> I never right. told anybody to make whoopee no, in no, public. No, no, I'm not suggesti- no. Okay, I'm not suggesting you told them to. But you said there's plenty of places to do that. And I'm saying, yes, there are. And just be careful, because if you get caught, you're going to be shown the door. Yeah. Hey, by th- <laughs> I don't know why, but that show that made Whoopi uh, came from, the old... <laughs> uh, what was that called? The, the Newlywed Show. There was an email going around where they had this blonde on who oh, was yeah. literally dumb as a rock. Yeah. And they asked her a question about, is he urban or is he something else? And she goes... Um, urban, I think. Well, how long has he been urban? Well, I think he caught it, you know, a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. And she was as serious, and she looked like a deer in headlights. It was just, it was too funny. I can't remember the guy's name that was the host, but Eubanks. <laughs> Eubanks. They, they'd cut to him. He's you know, always the got looks the he looks used on to his give. Face. Oh, uh, funny stuff. Okay, so anyway, right. 
downtown, let's say, okay, what about changes to the hotel and downtown Disney area or comparison of downtown Disney on both coasts? I don't think you really can compare them too much. I, Pleasure Island is a much different, um, much different place, and we don't have Pleasure Island at Disneyland. Well, and it's I, it's undergoing some changes. You've got some direct. Uh, yeah, I think Pleasure Island has, has lost its focus, and I think I don't know if it's lost its focus because poor attendance, or lost its focus because you know the people that go there demand it to be like everything else they've done inside the bubble structured. We, There's yeah. a show. It gets I thought it was a great thing when it came out. So did I. So did I. When I went in '82 and '86, we were like looking for. D- things to do in the evening because the parks may be closed six or seven if you're there at the right time of year maybe if you're there also at a different time of year they're open at 11 or 12 there was nothing to do i mean when when my friend mark and i went in 82 uh, we were trying to hit on girls and take them up to the top of the world bar because there was not that was the only thing open and unfortunately that's gone i really don't like that restaurant deal where you have to be a paying restaurant customer to get to the top of the contemporary but that's a whole nother podcast um so i thought it was great now, here's the twist I noticed this last time, because we finally went through it at night. We had always been in downtown Disney during the day. They no longer charge admission to downtown Disney. So when you go to those little ticket booths, you're buying uh, passes that it gets you in, I guess, to the all of the clubs or a portion of the clubs. But it's no longer a gated attraction at night like it used to be. And I don't know if that's to get more people just roaming around it, if they're trying to make it more family-friendly. But I never expected it to be family-friendly. Pleasure Island, yeah, the adult place, you know, that's what it was for. Uh, and you talked about the Adventurers Club. You didn't think it was as good as it was when you were back nope, there nope. Uh, in the 90s. Nope, 1990. I mean, it was completely different. And, and even then, um, you, had, you still had to decide where you were going to go. Because, <clears throat> yeah, admission was... One club, two club, five clubs, because there's five clubs at the time, right? Comedy, Adventures Club, the Rock and Roller... <laughs> that was such an awesome place. The, the that manne- was the roller rink one, Yeah, right? it was the roller rink one with the live band. Um, the the mannequins, the actual dance, you know... Um, you know Did they the, do the Lou dance? No, they, no, they didn't, not back then. And then the hip-hop one, you know, and... Now, I mean, those clubs all exist. Well, the Rock and Roller place, I don't, I don't even know what that is anymore. No, I, I'm not I'm not sure yeah, either. Yeah, I was quite surprised. You just kind of roam on it. But the thing is, you know, it had restaurants and it had shopping. <laughs> they had a very, very cool, um, an art of Disney store. You know, it was all, the knickknacks were high-end art items. Okay, but they still have that store, but it's in the, um, the old marketplace area, which is, I guess, now still considered... Downtown Disney. Disney. I don't yes. know if they. Yes. Do they call it the marketplace West, still? No. No, it's downtown Disney West and East. Where's Where's my passport when I need it? Okay, well, fine. I have passport right here. Well, no, I believe you. It's It's. But well, to me, it's I mean, still the old marketplace. That's, yeah, to me, it's still the old marketplace too, because that's where the you know when we stayed there it was called. Our the place we stayed was the Club Lake Suites in the marketplace area. Yeah. So now, when you get off, if you were to take a bus to the the market or downtown Disney, not. Uh, drive yourself. When you got off the buses, one of the first things you pass is the Art of Disney, and they also have the uh, a section of that same building is where you can ship things and uh, uh, stuff like that. But there is still one. Maybe it's changed its location. Yes, it's it, it was inside Pleasure Island. It, you had to. 
now during the day at Pleasure Island, it was open, right? It was just at night when it became the adult thing, or was it closed during the day in that time? I never went in the daytime to Pleasure really? Island. Okay. So I don't know if it was... So downtown Disney, Disneyland to Disney World, I don't think you can really compare... Okay, yeah, we've got House of Blues, we've got Rainforest Cafe, we've got ESPN, we've got the one um, Cajun place, which I guess this guy is pretty famous in Louisiana, right. and this is the only... From what I understand, the only restaurant outside of Louisiana that he has... And it's supposed to be pretty top-notch. We've not eaten there yet. Um, but short of that, there's no adult-only areas unless the entertainment, let's say a House of Blues, requires you to be an adult. And I don't know if that has happened. I don't go to House of Blues. I've not, really never been in House of Blues. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. So I don't know if you can really compare in that sense to the adult entertainment. According to the Passporter, downtown Disney is three areas. This is in Florida. The West Side, Pleasure Island, and the Marketplace. So they still call the original Marketplace the Marketplace, but it's just one section of downtown Disney. Yeah, it's, it's a section of the larger thing. Okay. Yes. So um, I don't know if we really have any more to say about that. It just... Um... I, you know, they're hard to... I mean, the concept is the same, minus Pleasure Island, of course, but the concept is the same. Some, some restaurants, some... Some places to go that aren't inside the park that might have more common fare or maybe more reasonable uh, menu choices or something, but I'm not, well, you, I'm not you convinced. Think, you, you, you think downtown Disney has re- more reasonable restaurants and things of choice, mm. restaurant-wise? I mean, you, Rainforest Cafes could be as, ex- as expensive as anything in the park. And maybe the food quality might be a little higher. Um, I, I've I, never I, been in ESPN zone. You know, um, I, yeah. okay, this is how I how I compare it. If I go to, oh, Taste Pilots Grill, is the last place I've eaten inside a park. Cost me thirty bucks for the family, and that's two kids' meals, right? Chicken nuggets with the smiley potatoes. Okay, we, we don't need that much detail. Just okay. You know. My wife gets a burger, and <laughs> I just get the chili fries. Thirty bucks. Yeah, I've been with you. That's that's not a pretty sight. But. What are you talking about? It's the best deal. It's the cheapest. Just make thing sure I'm... you're upwind. That's all. I oh, can shut say. up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if I go, say, let's say we decide not to eat, and we stop at say Chili's on the way home, for that same thirty bucks, we both get a meal. We get an appetizer and two kids' meals. Okay. Are you I, kidding? I, you, no, to feed the five of us, we're we're spending seventy, eighty bucks to. Where are you going to eat? Well, even at Chili's, you're talking about five, two adult meals, three kid meals. Oh, not even kid meals. No, they're, they're not kids meals adult. anymore. It's all yeah. adult meals for you. The, yeah. the point I'm trying to make is that there's a there is a uh, not an indication. There's a there's a sense that Disney trying to give you the sense that if you come out here, you might be able to che- eat for cheaper, which may not be the case. No, I think you you have a more quality restaurant choice, not necessarily cheaper. Okay. Either way, it's not it's not all that. No, I really think our downtown Disney was literally part of the larger expansion to make you feel like more re- of a resort uh, to get to the hotel. You know, I, I can to remember walking street, to the hotel yeah. through the parking lot, thinking, "God, this is a long way." Yes. Now you walk in, you you don't think anything of it because there's there's something on the way. There's 
windows to look in, yep. uh, shopping experiences, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I don't mind it. It's a place to hang out. I, I think it's kind of cool. You don't even have to go in the parking. You just hang around and kind of enjoy the atmosphere. There's street musicians everywhere in Disneyland's downtown yes, Disney. Yes, there are. I, you know, I didn't notice that as much at Disney World's, but I'm sure at certain times of the year they must have a lot of street entertainment. I'll tell you what's annoying is that if you roll through downtown Disney at 1 a.m. on a Friday night, there's nothing to <laughs> Everything's closing up. Well, that's that's the thing that's a little misleading. You get on the tram, it'll say downtown Disney will be open to two a.m. But then it says, please check with the local, you yeah, know, whoever's because the, the time is very various hours. Well, yeah. most of the shops are probably closed by what nine or ten. You know, if the I, restaurants yeah, might be seating you up to eleven thirty, twelve, maybe. I don't know. The main ones, yeah, ESPN Zone and Rainforest might stay open that late. Late late seating is eleven, eleven thirty. Yeah, but a lot of the other little ones, no, they're but, they're all shut down. For but the we night. rolled into ESPN Zone looking for some adult beverage, the, us DPN types, and we went there, and they chased us out. No, last call already. Well, what, what about, about the the bar in California Adventure or the Great Grand California should have been open? Uh, what did back we, behind the big fireplace? It outlooks over kind of towards. Oh the no, pool. no, we. I mean, we're already all the way over to ESPN Zone, so that would have been backtracking to go back to oh, the Cal- oh, California. Hey, bunch of lazy people, or what? No, we there's walked. also a couple bars over in. Uh, we walked straight to the Uva Bar. Okay, that mm-hmm. was our first plan. Let's go to the Uva Bar. Not closed. All right, let's keep walking. <coughs> uh, ESPN Zone. Is, is that the bar open. that's right in the middle where yes. you can sit around? Yes. What what you call it? Uva, UVA. Is it called the Uva Bar? I didn't think so, but it doesn't really matter. I know what you're talking about. Um, so, all right. Anyway, yeah, so it's a little misleading how late it's really open. The, the thing that irritates me about downtown Disney is where they place the street musicians. For instance, yeah. you've, just, you've just come out of Disneyland. or sea of humanity, or, and you're trying and to make a tram. You're coming out, and you're by the bakery. <laughs> They've got a guy playing right at the bakery. They've got two stanchions in the way, so you can't go directly up to the tram. You've got to go around that stupid little water fountain and up the stairs. Yeah, I don't know. You can't move through because everybody's standing watching the street musicians. Yep, it's... Not Poor placement, bad planning. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on. That's I think we've butchered that. I don't know if we can okay. do that any better. Um, you want to actually talk about Pleasure Island? No. Yeah, I don't know what. I mean, you've. I walked through it at night. Half of it was under construction. There's walls up. It was really hard to get through. It's it's, People were kind of rude. Um, it needs a makeover. It needs to go back to its roots or something. <clears throat> yeah, it needs to find its focus. The concept I think its is focus good. Is I mean, the concept was I like great. Because we. My first trip there, we went to the comedy club. The the act was hilarious. They they were making fun of Walt Disney World and how expensive it was to be there for forty minutes. Um, you know what I find the problem with Pleasure Island is this, its location. For instance, if it was back to and I, maybe this is why they've went to a non gated and make you just purchase your cover charge basically for uh, different places. Is if it's gated. You've got to walk around it to get to the other end of downtown Disney, Correct. which is inconvenient. You've got to skirt the outer edge versus walking through it. And who wants to skirt the outer edge and see a parking lot? You'd rather walk through like we sure. did, view what's going on around you and move on to the next end. But then if you're walking through that and find out that you can't do half of what's there with your, your family, maybe it would have been better not to have it right in between, but at one, end, one of end of the other. Yeah. Just th- well, when they first put that in, I don't believe the other end was no, there the west, yet. No, the west side was not there. Right. It was all trees. Yeah. Swamp. Yeah, you know, I remember some of the old pictures when, you know, other than the marketplace, 
everything around there was trees. Now, is that the Sarasota or Saratoga Inn that's Saratoga. a little closer? Yes. I mean, all that was trees. And I think some of those bungalows and stuff, yeah, it's changed quite a bit. <clears throat> the concept so, is good. They're just not executed yeah. well. Well, we've got another post by a brand-new member, Dennis T. He's got one post, and his first post was to us, which was nice. Um, he can't believe that we don't have topic ideas, but he ran down a few things. Um, let's see if we can answer in 20 words or less. Not likely. Which we, um, yeah, probably not. Let's see. I'm surprised. I'm difficulty, blah, blah, blah. Um, well, read the one above it. I like the idea of covering Pleasure Island, Downtown Disney, etc., I'd like to hear your thoughts on the proliferation of non-Disney restaurants like Planet no, no. Hollywood, Rainforest Cafe, no. etc. Does this bother you? No, no, outside the park, absolutely not. No. Um, in fact, we had some restaurants like this inside DCA, which my first question was, why would I want to go eat at a Mondavi restaurant or a Wolfgang Puck restaurant inside the park and pay probably higher than what Disney would already charge oh, for a restaurant those places like that? Freaking crazy expensive. And crazy were they worth expensive. that crazy expensive money? No, no. Okay, I'll tell you. The Mondavi restaurant had an awesome little three course, five wine tasting dining experience. Now, the price was 50 bucks. And they come up to you and say, okay, what do you want for your first course? And these are your three choices. Pick any one. And with that, they brought you two reds and two whites. Pick any two wines. Then your next course. This is your main entree. You have pick this one or this one. And they bring you your two reds, two whites. Pick any two. And at the end, here's your dessert choices. Pick a dessert. And they brought you three dessert wines. Pick any one. And what was your dessert? A Twinkie? No. Uh, <coughs> some sort of... Uh, was it tiramisu? Oh, so yeah, it was, sorry. It's a bad reference to... The old Grease movie when they get out wine and oh. they're having Twinkies, and she says, "Hey, it's a dessert wine." <laughs> okay, <laughs> I missed that obscure reference. I'm sorry. That's a okay. but it was a good experience. It, it, the The restaurant location was good. You wanted to watch the parade, such as it was. Now, was that the one upstairs? Yes. Or was, at upstairs. that time, was it up and downstairs? Just upstairs. Because I've only eaten in the downstairs one. You know, recently that was and that's a takeaway I, place. Yeah, right. you know what? I I made a mistake because I guess I didn't know that place as well as I thought when we went up to the only person taking dinner reservations, I didn't realize I needed to say upstairs or downstairs, and we ate at the downstairs one, and I was... Uh, you know, atmosphere wasn't that great. I thought my local um, Olive Garden had better atmosphere, but the food was pretty good, but it just didn't have... It had kind of a fast food kind of rushing around feel. The, the, the cast member was... Uh, you know, having a hard time keeping a shirt tucked in was a little oh, you know, disjointed. No. It was, but so upstairs is the better it place. It was fine dining. Hearing. It was, you know, like I said, it was nice, paced, no rush. The food was tasty. They had this, they had this butternut squash raviolis that were just very, very good. I, you know, and the wines and the the wine servings were, I don't want to say generous, but they were more than I was expecting actually. So yeah, hundred bucks for a couple for well, I mean, yes, yes it was it's 50, probably. It was fifty bucks each. Well, we got in for twenty-five bucks each um, during the preview times. If you went with a cast member, cast members got fifty percent off a lot of stuff yeah. when the park first opened. So we experienced it two times at twenty-five bucks ahead. See, yeah. twenty-five bucks ahead, I'd probably do it. Yeah, because Blue Bayou is going to cost you that much. 
oh, 25 yeah. bucks a head <clears throat> for dinner, all right? So I remember one year, okay, it had to have been, it was two, I don't know, it was two years after the place opened, we saved up, okay, we're going to pay the full price because we liked the experience so much. We take our 100 bucks, we walk up, Mundavi's not running the restaurant anymore, Disney's running the restaurant, and they're wine-tasting, three-course meal experience, not an option. You can order everything a la carte and get whatever one bottle of wine you wanted. We walked. Screw it. They destroyed it. Come to find out, Mondavi and Puck pulled out at the same time. Because, I guess, Disney was guaranteeing that so many people would want to go in there and have their highfalutin fine dining food, and that wasn't the case. No, I, I heard mediocre things about Wolfgang Puck's um, area, and... I don't know. I, th- I think part of this goes back to the previous podcast with Jeff. Why are the parks maintained differently? Why do they do things differently? I think 99% of the restaurants in Epcot, other than the fast food ones, are outside lessees. And they're all, you know, pretty good. They're, they're not badly done. And I would call them dining experiences for the most part. Um, but I don't see that happening as much as, you know here we, we've got the blue bayou of course but it's run by disney almost all the restaurants inside the parks are run in fact i think they all are run by disney inside the parks other than maybe those little mcdonald's snack stands and the overly priced mcdonald's and dca um, 450 for fries is that what yeah I, I won't even uh, i don't even consider it an option uh, but having them in the downtown disney i don't think that's a problem i think that uh it makes it it's kind of nice because you can actually go out there and think, oh, I'm not paying Disney something here. I can have another choice of, a, of an interesting restaurant. The nice thing, though, about Disneyland is you could go across the street to, uh, if you want to go down to a Denny's, you could do that. There's also a, um, uh, Mex- what's the rib place? The uh, Tony Roma's. There's a Tony Roma. I mean, there's things within that's walking cool. distance. If in my you opinion, don't wanna... that's the worst Tony Roma's. Harbor. You know, that, that you're right. It's, it's not the best. Ours closed in Huntington Beach, and the manager moved up to that one. Maybe, hopefully, it would get a little better. Um, we sat at the bar one night because it was so crowded, and actually, it wasn't a bad meal. But you're right. It's not the best of the Tony Romas. There's a Jolly Roger right across from the park. Um, so there, there's a lot of restaurant choices. Oh, you could go Belial's. down to Chapman. Do you remember Belial's? Yes, but oh. that's that's now, I was going to say, that's the corner now on Chapman in uh, Harbor, Harbor right? where there's three or four decent restaurants. I think there's an Outback. Yep. There's a, um, I don't know. I don't remember the other two. I don't know. But Belial's just had big food. Oh. Big, big, ugly pink restaurant. Well, the guy big. waving at you as you, you went up down the street. This is a place, folks, big where food. if you've got a Coke in the typical Coke kind of teardrop-shaped glass, picture that typical one that probably held, what, 8 to 10 ounces of Coke? Yeah. Um, supersize that to probably 30 ounces, same kind of <laughs> Coke glass, a straw that was about two feet long. That was a small Coke. Uh, I went and had breakfast with somebody when I worked in the hotel industry. We would the, all the night auditors would keep in touch with each other to see how the you know how booked the hotels were. Who you, could, who you could send to where? Yeah, all that. So you you know you kept up your relationships. So we met for breakfast. We only had to order one breakfast, and we both took stuff home with us. I went to lunch once with my my I was a union president. I had my outside union rep come in. He took me to lunch there. I had a chicken fried steak on a size plate. of a plate. Oh, my God. This, yeah, piece of steak was the size of the plate. The plate was huge. The mashed potatoes were stacked up, I don't know, three inches with gravy smothered all over the place. Took, reasonable, I took, too. All reasonably priced. Oh, 
all, all oh yeah, that was the funny thing. It, that meal was maybe seven eight bucks. I ate that for three days. Yeah, there was so much that, darn that food. That was Anaheim there. Institution, or is that now Garden Grove? Grove. There, that's Garden Grove. Yeah. Okay. But, so, anyways, um, moving on. I, I think that's. <coughs> I don't think that's a bad idea. I, I think it's a, uh, as long as they're decent restaurants. Yeah. I think it, it's not a bad idea at all. Um, uh, let's see. Looking back over the last couple of decades, what impact do you think it had on the parks when they eliminated ticket books? How would the parks be different if Disney still charged per ride? Less annual um, pass holders. I, yeah, I don't think, I don't think you can necessarily look at it as a charge per ride as a way of controlling flow, money, uh, a lot of things with the ticket books. That was kind of the way all amusement parks worked at the time with the ticket books. What I think the detracting thing by taking it away was you could no longer purchase the five dollar general admission, just go in the park and wander around. Because well. All the parades and shows came with your five bucks. Yes, they did. So, uh, but if you were a people watcher who might just go in have lunch, uh, that was kind of a cool thing. It was cheap, but yeah, I don't know. I I I, re- I thought it was great when they came out with the the um, pay one price pay one price passport ticket. You you could either buy a ticket book or buy this what they called the passport, where you just had to show it and you got on any ride without a ticket. Um, that was cool. So when they went to a one-day no-ticket, I thought, this is the best thing ever. I don't have to worry about my ticket book, losing tickets, buying more tickets. They probably ditched it because that was, you know, no one was buying ticket books. It had to have been, you know, an obvious... Well, I think the progression, once the passport came out, and less people were probably buying the book, and hey, why not drop it? Plus, I think Magic Mountain actually went to the uh, all-day no-ticket before Disneyland did. I think there was pressure... Also, to match what the other parks were doing because it went over so well. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm correct on that. I, 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 I might I be so wrong. But no, no, I think you got it. Well, think about it. Do you want to worry about those tickets? Or do you. Because, you know, you always had, you know, B's and C's left. Yes, A's, A's and C's left. A's and B's, yeah. You were out of D's and E's. You had to buy more of them. Uh, now, on Disney's side, think about this. You always talk about, you know, what's your most expensive uh, commodity in the park? As if you're running the park, what costs you the most? People's. Labor, correct. So now, you had to man a whole bunch of little ticket booths throughout the park so you could buy additional tickets. Yes. So if you go to one higher price ticket to cover you for the day, you've just eliminated X amount of cast members, X, you know, mm-hmm. so they can either be absorbed somewhere else or you just don't hire that many more people next year. Now, it's probably not a lot of ticket booths, but enough. You know, every little bit counts. You know, my mom hated it because she liked to just buy the general admission. Then, hey, if I want to go ride something, pay a few cents. I mean, tickets yeah. weren't that expensive, but I mean, uh, maybe twelve bucks got you a whole ticket book at the time. But uh, again, people might say, "Yeah, but twelve bucks was worth a lot more back then than it is today." So, uh, put that in perspective. Yeah, but and, and many, I agree with that. How many annual pass holders go in and just kind of hang out? That if you well, said I general that, admission, you wouldn't be selling annual passports. Right. I think that depends on age. I think you'll find a lot of maybe young kids, college kids, who have some time in their hands hang out. And then I think you'll find the geriatric uh, uh, gray hair crowd hanging out more because they're not working anymore. Uh, and I do say that in all the loving and endearing ways. Um, and then you have the, the middle group that has to work for a living that might show up for a few hours at night, watch a parade, watch some fireworks, go there for dinner. So I think it you, you have some varying times where it's, it's used. Um, but I think the passport... 
annual passport is, is a decent thing. I, I think the one ticket price is a decent thing. Now, should it be so expensive? That's always, you know, a subject of What is it, $64 discussion. now? No, yeah, it's more like than that. that. But, you know, you look at, like, so, Disney World's prices. If you buy anything over, what, six or seven days, it's like 30 35 bucks a day. Yeah, yeah, it comes out, but jeez. I mean, just to... Yeah. No, I look at it. If I was going for one day with my um, family, I wouldn't be doing it as much. I mean, it's so, so sixty-five hundred. Uh, you know what is? That's more than my math skills all in one time. But that's 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 a crap load of money. Um, yeah. At any one time to to go into the park, I, I uh, God, you know, got my trio out here. Um, what? What are you gonna look at? I okay. What? This is almost staggering because then when you think of what it costs you to buy a pass, you might as well buy a pass. If I wanted to just run over to the park tomorrow, take the whole family, it cost me roughly $325 to get in the door. Okay, we haven't even talked about a souvenir, if you can now allow your kids to have a souvenir after spending $325. bucks. you got to eat. Okay, so let's say you go across to Denny's. That still costs you 40 or 50 60 bucks 60 to, to eat outside is you know, plus you lose time in the park. Sixty-three dollars, by the way. I was off by one. Sixty-three. Okay, bucks. well, close enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that's a crap load of money. But then again, okay. If, let's say you just take the downtown Disney uh, movie okay. theater. But ten okay. bucks a pop, no, right? Okay. So there's. But let's let's add this other dimension. You come yeah. to Disneyland. Are you really going to buy a sixty-three dollar single park ticket, or are you going to pay the extra twenty bucks and do a park hopper? Oh yeah, okay. You can put that it's that like in there too. Eighty-three dollars. I know. Eleven bucks to park too. <laughs> yeah, can't forget the parking. <sighs> you know, Knotts charges for parking now, and, that, and the for parking, years they were free the, parking. The parking add-on is sixty bucks, fifty-nine dollars parking add-on for annual pass holders. So oh, I believe me. Well, I've got the you know the big pass, so it doesn't okay. matter. But even when I didn't, that paid itself off very quickly. Sure, it does. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's a value. You know, you could charge a hundred dollars a day, and I'd say it's a value. Though I think it's a real stick in the pocketbook to do it. Um, I know, I know, we've alluded to this before, but uh, higher prices tends to keep the unsavory elements away. It, it, it controls crowds. It does a lot of things. I can't even imagine if the parks were still twenty bucks. Well, you know, people think it's crowded now, and they should cut off selling tickets. How would you like to be the guy that shows up at you know one in the afternoon and say, "Sorry, we're full." Uh, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be a lot. Learn of fun. my lesson and show up earlier next time. <laughs> I can't believe it when I get there late at night, sometimes seven or eight, to just go in for a few hours, and there are people at the ticket booths buying a ticket. Yes, and you're looking up there, sixty some bucks, and they're going in there for three or four hours. That's amazing. It, it is amazing. I, but you know, if someone's in town for a convention and, and that's the only time they sure. have, and say, hey, I want to get in there and, and see it, I guess it's worth it to them. So. You know, I'm more power to Disney. I, I think they haven't found the point where it's too expensive yet because the park is still getting a, a, a fair amount of people. Yeah. So I, I can't say it's working against them, though. You know, in, in the in the papers and maybe in some of the public eye, people complain about it, but they're sure not staying away. Now, or at least not enough of them to make a, a dent, or Disney might change their their thought. I personally think they could have left it at fifty bucks. And let that go on for much longer than it did. I, I think it's a little high, but I think it's still incredible value considering what you get. Uh, Richard and I had a conversation earlier today about some of what Paul 
Pressler had thoughts on, you know, what if you have entertainment in the park, free entertainment, you're not charging any extra if you have, um, let's say, the... Uh, the Dapper Dance. The, no, no, like a Glenn Miller band, whatever, oh, okay. you know, there's still a Glenn Miller band, I don't know why they, just because they play Glenn Miller music. So you got them playing at uh, Carnation Gardens. You've booked them in, let's say they're costing you $1,000 a night, I don't know what they, you know, band like that charges these days. Are you charging the people coming in any extra that are just coming in for a few hours to watch them? No. So you looked at it as like soft money. You're not, you're not making any more to have that. So why have it? Let's get rid of that. We're, we're not making any money off of it. Security was actually a target for a while because security is is out, out in overhead. It, it doesn't yeah. make you any money. Some might argue that it saves you money by preventing things, but it shows no direct income. Okay, what can we do to make that different? Awesome. So these are kind of some of the things that go through. Maybe a potential new managers or directors' minds when, and you wonder why things get cut. Sometimes it's strictly from the bean counter point of view. Is this overhead? Uh, Disney's always been known for a lot of overhead because Walt wanted to entertain people. He wanted a lot going on, and that was just part of the, the greater admission price. So uh, it's all a matter of perspective of where what the Disney management considers their modus operandi, what they what works for them. You know, public sentiment sometimes might or may not change the way they make adjustments to those things, good or bad. So, so anyways, getting that's getting off. So, that, well, that's the ticket. I don't. The only thing I wonder is I, I got to look at. We've talked about keeping the butts in the seats, whether or not you keep an attraction yep. open. Yep. Now they can still. What I would like to know is when you had a ticket book and an e-ticket was worth. Let's, I don't remember the, what the last value of an e-ticket was, but let's just call it a dollar. So Space Mountain is a dollar a ride, let's say. How many dollars does it need to make to keep that ride viable? viable. Now, you know, they don't need a ticket to count. You know, maybe back in the old days that was could be also part of a counting method. I mean, how well did the, the little turnstiles really keep count? Now they've got different ways of keeping count. And I still wonder, you see, on Indiana Jones, that there's never been a ticket taken on Indiana Jones. Yet they've got a turnstile type thing with sensors in it on the way out. And I don't know if those sensors are still active or live, but if you look at them, you can see you know the little piece of glass or plastic yep. where it looked like a sensor. People go back and forth through those things. So what is it really keeping track of? In fact, for a while, remember when they actually, I think, did have a turnstile you had to go through or a gate you had to open and close, and they finally got rid of those so you can just walk straight through it? What purpose is that doing? Is it trying to balance what's going in with what's going out? I, I really don't no know. No idea. Uh, if someone could tell us that, I'd, I'd love to know. So, um, I don't, I, you know, with the way ticket prices rose, which I think was smart because I think it was really undervalued and it was a great boon to the stockholders and the company by raising the price. Um, you know, if, if you had today, in today's market, let's say you bought a $60 ticket book, what would a general admission, uh, general admission price be? 20 bucks, 25 bucks? Would you pay 20 or 25 bucks? To still have to go, let's say, in today's price, Space Mountain was a $10 ride. Oh, would, would you go up there and pay $10 to so ride Hell it once? Hell no. Because, think, go, you, you and I have been to Vegas quite a few times together. <laughs> yes. You know I love the roller coaster at New the York. Uh, New York, New York. Was it 15 bucks to ride it now? Uh, when I first rode it, it was 5 bucks, And I thought, I can do this a couple times. Then it went to $10. Then until $12. I'm thinking, okay, this is now a one-rider. Uh, the... The Star Trek Adventure, it was, it used to be $9 one time. 
Then it went to $19 one time, and I think it's now maybe 19 or 29 but it's all day. You can come back. Yeah, and you can take both. You can go on both. Uh, yeah, now they have two different experiences, both of them, which I think are equally good. Uh, so you, you look at it in that perspective, it's always a better deal, I think, to buy the annual passport if you're going to go more than two or three times in a year. Uh, I, though, would, if I could not afford the annual pass, I would think, I would have to save a little bit to, sure, you know, put out $325, and you see that people, I, I really love to know the percentage of passes, passports, because when I get in line and I go late at night, I would say one in, and the lines have been standing in, maybe one in eight is pulling out a, a an annual passport. The rest of them have some kind of paper ticket they've purchased. Whether or not they're multi-day or single-day, I don't know. So people are still purchasing, you know, the paper ticket. And you also, well, okay, I was also going to say you can, when you're driving in the structure, you know, you look around you, the car's got one person in it, it's almost guaranteed to be an annual pass holder. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. They, you know, I th- sometimes I think that parking structure was made for annual pass holders because they do come in in ones and twosies where, uh, you know, a lot of the travelers are coming in much bigger yeah. parties. Um, the car's full. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I've had some good and bad experiences lately. Again, with that parking structure and trying to to park on a decent level. But we went there last night. We rolled in. We rolled up to. <clears throat> it was about eight fifteen. About eight fifteen, and the uh, the park was scheduled to close at ten o'clock. And uh, turns out they extended operation till eleven. But at eight fifteen, the um, no ticket, no parking attendance. Didn't have to show our pass to get in or anything. Was anybody directing you where to park? Or there was, was totally some people directing rain? us where to park. Yeah, and did they send you up? Oh yeah, yeah. I pulled through the other day. This was the when I made the the post a couple of weeks ago about how crowded the park was and Pirates was long. And uh, the guy from above the firehouse said he was there the day before and it wasn't crowded, so he was surprised. But there'd been a marathon, and not a single car was on the uh, was it Pinocchio out there on the flat surface. Yeah. We asked if we could park, you know, in Chippendale. No, it's full. Well, I could see it wasn't full. And then I saw Pinocchio was absolutely empty, and they were tearing down. Uh, it looked, I don't think they were tearing down. I don't think they were putting up stuff for the marathon. I'm like this, you know, I understand they have their, you know, technically, if you are not, the guy says, do you have a handicap pass? Okay, if I get it. What I don't get is there's handicap parking on every level of that parking yep. structure. Yep. And a lot of times they're empty, but you... Go there. down in Chippendale, and they seem to have them all parked Almost in the all. non-handicap. Technically, and I really think there's probably been a backlash of handicap people who, all, not all of them, but I've met enough of them that think somehow they're more privileged to park in certain areas, or you know, this is just, you know the societal payback because of their their handicap that they should get a little better treatment. Uh, there's a there's an elevator, and there's parking for you guys on every floor. Yep. So. It shouldn't matter what level they send you to. There, there is parking, and there's an elevator. And, and so, anyways, that that marathon, that, yeah, that was a that was a bad deal. Do yeah. you know the parks didn't open till ten? Okay, you, I got a great marathon story. Not to and, get too far off the side, but it's a five k, right? Or is it a no? There's a five k one day and a half marathon the other day. I stood 
at the gates next to the opera house. You know, this is 15, 15 years ago, maybe. Okay. And, you know, they wherever the path was, they came down Main Street, and they came through there, and there was a cast member handing out these kind of like gold medals to everybody that came through, a participation medal. Sure. And they gave it to this one guy, and as soon as he took it, he started pounding it on the ground. And I'm like shocked, like, what the hell is this guy's problem? You know, he's finished the race, not in a bad place either, and just started beating the hell out of this participation medal. And finally he spoke up and he said something to the person that gave it to him, because I don't understand this whole running thing anyways. You know, it's like the uh, the comments in Back to the Future, you know, so what do you do in the future? Well, we jog. Why? <laughs> you trying to get somewhere? No, we do it for fun. Yeah. Um, that just doesn't seem like a fun thing to me. I guess to qualify for bigger marathons, you have to pre-qualify in, in official marathons and have a, a certain links to qualify and move on to the next ones or something in the, the marathon world. I don't know. Okay. But the start, guy started bitching about, I don't know if it was the 2K or the 5K, but he swore that the um, the route was not as far as they said it was. That so that would mean he did not qualify because if that route, let's say, wasn't two and a half k, that it was supposed to be, let's say it was two k, not two and a half. I don't even know what links they going because I don't really follow follow that. Um, that meant that that wouldn't be official, and he would have wasted his time in that marathon basically. And I don't know if they charged him to be in it or whatever. So he just beat the shit out of this thing. And was majorly pissed off. And I think I did end up finding out that, yeah, they had made a mistake with a marker. And they were like, you know, five-tenths of a mile or a mile short of whatever, or, you know, whatever, however they measure these things. That's, but uh, It's crazy. I mean, my friend works at Disneyland, so he warned me because he was going to help us get folks. And my folks are in from out of town. So he was going to help us get people. And he said, okay, what day you want to come? And I'm thinking, well, you know, Sunday's going to work out best. Uh uh, half marathons that day. Uh, Disneyland's not going to open till ten, and they didn't make any big announcements about it. And he said that on Saturday people showed up at eight, ready to go in the park. We're sorry. Come back in two hours. Could you go to DCA? No, they ran through that too, and they ran out into the streets of Anaheim, yeah. um, Ball Road South to. All the way to Catella, um, and all the way east to State College. That wow. whole section closed. So we made sure we approached Disneyland from uh, the west. Took ninety one yeah. all the way to Euclid, coming from that direction. Yeah. Wow, and, that's that's insane. Yeah, and but the, all this stuff was still up, and we saw people all over the place wearing their little participation uh, medals. Yeah, we saw those. We saw those T-shirts and stuff the day we that Saturday we were there also. So I, I think it was it Friday that it happened. Saturday and Sunday. Well, maybe they were setting up in that parking lot. Then uh, people were wearing a lot of T-shirts, but we didn't see any medals. And they had two trams running as well. We come down the escalator. If you're going to the theme parks, get on the trams to the left. Trams to the left, and the trams on the right side. I guess I don't know. They're shuttling victims. Uh, you know, I don't know what they were doing. Victims. That's funny that you mentioned about the trams. Every time I take the trams there, I look at this big layout, and I'm like. What were they planning for? Occasionally it seems at like night, they don't use it. yeah. Occasionally at night, they'll drop you off on the right next to Pinocchio, telling you to get off to the left side. Yes, but I've never actually seen it 
where they're loading on the left side front and back using the right side front and back. Uh, I, I know we walk a lot of times. We'll, we'll, we'll be on the top and walk all the way down the stairs, not even use the escalators, and then walk through downtown Disney. That's Just, a long walk. Oh, no, it's not that bad. So, you know, it's, it's one, there's things to see, enjoy the atmosphere. Two, you're not stuffed with, you know, the sweaty masses on the, the trams. <laughs> uh, have some hairy armpit in your face and crying kids and all yeah. that. And take it at your own leisurely pace. Uh, it's just something we like to do. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, so let's see, what else? So that's that's our... Yeah, I don't. Would the parks be any different? With or I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't. I don't think they would because they're still. I really think it's partly a way of measuring a ride's uh, vitality, its longevity, yeah. yep. its upkeep, and now it's just budgeted differently. I think it's still basically behind the scenes works the same in my mind. If a ride doesn't keep capacity, you know, keep enough people coming to it, it's eventually going to be earmarked for the bulldozer. Um, and unfortunately, <laughs> some of the good rides are earmarked for the bulldozer when they're still bringing people in. So, uh, yeah. go figure it out. Horizons. Well, I was thinking of Country Bears and oh, a lot of other yeah, things, too. But let's see. How about your comments on the okay. Disney water park? Did I skip one? No, 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 no. no. I think you what? need to look at the clock. I'm looking at the clock, but we got a late start. So, give us one or two more here. We want, you know, I don't uh, think some of these are going to take too long. Okay, yeah, sure. <sighs> All right. Fine, How about ahead. your comments on the water? Because I think... Dennis, being a new guy, needs some attention. So we got an email okay. from an, another suggestion we'll do next week. So. Okay. Um, uh, how about your comments on the Disney water parks? Don't see much focus on these. What do you like, dislike about the parks? Favorite attractions, least favorite? I've, I've now finally been to both. In the last, last time out there, we went to Typhoon Lagoon. I think I prefer Blizzard Beach. I like the theming there better, though some of the Typhoon Lagoon theming is pretty good. Uh, Typhoon Lagoon's got the bigger family raft. Yes. Uh, I think it was a little longer. I think they learned from Typhoon Lagoon um, some things that could be implemented into um, Blizzard Beach a little better. The little shark thing was pretty cool, but damn, was that water cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, you know, when you're out there in 80, 90 degrees weather, I mean, 50 to, I think it's maybe 65 degrees. They told you how what the temperature was. I don't remember. But, man, it felt, it, it felt bone-chilling. It, um, it was cold. So I, I don't think there's a whole lot to say. I think they're cool water parks. I've, I've actually never been to a Raging Waters or the one by Knott's. Um, Gosh, the last I, time the water I grew up with a pool. I'm three miles from the beach. I just don't think about going to water parks that much. My kids like to go, and because I have a kid they can drive, she takes them. Um but when I'm at Disney World, to me, that feels like part of the experience to yeah, do. Yeah, it's part of... And, and we take a day or half a day and go, go and we've even eaten at um, Blizzard Beach when we were Same there. Same here. We and then, I tell you, did you go on the big drop? No, we were... Oh, at Bliss- No, no, hey, we ran... They k- kicked us out. Oh, make excuses. Oh, oh shut wuss. up. The weather came in. <laughs> that was Katrina. That was the day Katrina hit Miami. Yeah, I know. Well, we, we, so. we didn't head over to Typhoon Lagoon because... Ernest was dropping a lot on us, and we we had to call and get some people to, you know, you know, we finally found a cast member. Can you call and find out if this is open? Because, you know, it could be raining in Epcot, be clear as a day at the Magic Kingdom. Yes. The weather is so freaky out there. And, yeah, Typhoon Lagoon was open, so we went over there. It wasn't that busy. 
Of course, my back was killing me, so I floated around in the little inner tubes. And oh, yeah, that, was starting that, to feel that lazy river thing they got oh, floating around. The, the lazy thing. river thing is great. They, you know, they have one of those at the kind of pool water park thing they've got at um, Vegas at the... Mandalay. Mandalay Bay, which... It, that's cool. I, I like that. That's fun. Sometimes there's kids messing around and they're make, you know, making it not so great of an experience. But overall, I think it's cool. And they have I, a little pass guy in there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I My vote is Blizzard Beach is my favorite of the two. Uh, I love the theming. I think the theming is pretty cool. Though the Typhoon Lagoon, it's it's an interesting theme. Typhoon Lagoon uh, has the wave pool, though. The, yeah, but, you know, there's... There's a little bit of a wave moving, as far as I remember, at Blizzard, but nothing like that. Right. that I think you can hear it. What I love is that sound. You know when that water's going to start coming. Yeah. And you hear it drop. And I was standing all the way at the other end, you know, because the back's hurt and I don't want to get hurt. My... And it just, it nailed you, and it would come back at you because you'd be sitting on those kind of like built-in semi-seats, you know, at the yeah. back end of it. And it would knock you out of the off of there. That was very cool. I, I thought the wave pool was nice. Um, from a from a toddler standpoint, there was more little kid stuff going on at Typhoon Lagoon than at Blizzard Beach. Well, that's uh, a good perspective because I don't have the toddlers. Well, um, you know, we went to both. We spent lots of time, I mean, compared, right? We spent like two and a half, three hours at Typhoon Lagoon, uh, the place for the kids to play, all that. Um, we went to Blizzard Beach. You know, we staked out our spot by the toddler area. They ran around in there and then we said okay let's get some lunch and while we're getting our lunch you know the announcement comes weather is coming we might have to close please be prepared to leave weather is coming what if you had just got your food and we could sit down they're just going to rush you out with the food in your hand I, and I, I don't you know the funny thing was we were sitting there and we were huddled under an umbrella and just as we were finishing up the rain hit and it just poured like nobody's business and we're finishing up our lunch, huddled up under the umbrella at Blizzard Beach. And when the rain let up, they said, everybody out. Hey, tell me, when when, um, when you're at Typhoon Lagoon, I am I have a feeling it's going to be a no. Did you go on that gushing crusher or whatever they call it, that little like water roller coaster thing? No. You of course, are. I didn't because your the back, back problem. Uh, but I've heard that it's not all it's cracked up to be, and that was like this new big thing, I guess. You know, it's got this roller coaster type thing. But I not having the toddlers... And the wave pool was cool, Typhoon Lagoon. I, I say Blizzard Beach is my first choice of a water park. I like the Florida. theming of Blizzard. I, I really, you know, we went on the Lazy River Blizzard Beach, and um, the funny thing is, we thought there were more rafts available on the Lazy River at, at Typhoon Lagoon. But I like that whole, you know, this is melting ski resort thing they got going on. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. And I never went to River Country back in the days and eighties when we seventies and eight. Well, I don't think it was there in the. Does River oh, Country still 70s. exist? No. Uh, it hasn't been torn out. And for a while, you know, I was getting emails in, in the eighty or the the 2005 trip. I was getting emails because I put it on my favorites list that it's it's closed, you know, it planned on being closed during that time. But I did find on the Internet somewhere where they finally announced that it will not reopen. Uh, Richard was trying to tell me they were having problems separating because the water came in from Bay Lake, I think. Oh, uh, and the, the filtering and all that. But it was there in the 80s when I was there. I, I want to say it might have even it's been there in the 70s when I was there, but we never went to it. Uh, it, it was kind of inconvenient to get to out there in River Country. I mean, in uh, uh, Fort Wilderness. Yeah, was, Though I did stay in Fort Wilderness once when, when me and my buddy were there. We just, it's not something we thought about doing. It's 
probably like say different perspective of I'm looking at uh, the passport and it makes no mention. No, it's not even in the passport. But you can find some references online. Uh, so that's that's my um, that's All right. that's my comment there. Are we going to wrap see what up? The ne- well, I'm going to see what the next one is before we say we're going to wrap. Okay. Um, water parks. Water Recommendations parks, uh, for spending time away from the theme parks. What other ways what? are there to spend time at Walt Disney World? And what do well, you enjoy he- that might be missed by the occasional visitor? Okay. Yeah, we can't okay. answer this. Earl needs this, to talk No, I, I would say listen to Trapped on Vacation for that because he does all kinds of shows away from the Walt Disney World bubble. In fact, that's part of his uh, shtick is um, he's making up for his boring young life and plans on doing everything there is to do in Florida. Uh, but as a quick note, I would say if you're in Florida and you have the time, don't miss uh, Kennedy Space Center. That's an absolute must in my my mind. Uh, not everybody would say that. I've skipped Universal every time I've been out there. I've skipped SeaWorld every time I've been out there. But I did go see, um, oh shoot, I'm gonna, that gar- Cypress Gardens, and I know it's went through some changes. I think it's back open. Fort Lauderdale, if you have the time, it's a whole. It's it's a long day. Tr- you know, it's a trip. You got to drive up there to to about two two. Fort and Lauderdale. Oh, not Fort Lauderdale. Lauderdale. Um, you mean Saint Augustine. Augustine? Yeah, that that was a lot of fun. But again, you have to be into history and. Yeah, they do have the original, uh, believe it or not, Ripley's Believe It or Not up there, but we went up there for kind of the history of the oldest town in America. Um, so that's my comment. Around Disneyland, I mean, I mean, you got Knott's, you've got a Universal. Again, these things aren't like right next door. Knott's is, Knott's is pretty you know, close. 20-minute drive. Universal's going to be uh, you know, in our traffic. Hour. Yeah. yeah, hour, hour and a half maybe in our traffic. San Diego, there's a SeaWorld. There's an awesome SeaWorld and an awesome animal, wild animal park in uh, San Diego, though. The Wild Animal Park isn't actually in San Diego; it's in San Diego Escondido. County. Yeah, uh, those are those are really cool. Uh, you know, other I don't know. It depends on what you want to do. You'd have to tell me a little more specifically what you're into for me to make a really educated guess of what I think you should. Midwestern do. folk like to go to the beach for some reason. Oh, that's true. You know, we had some friends out that were in the service together. I mean, the the, the husband was no longer around, but you know, the woman and the child came out, and he was you know under I want to say he might have been eleven. Well, they were at Disneyland for a few hours and said they didn't like it. What? I'm like, that's what I said. Uh, I guess we should have went with you. What do you mean you didn't like it? They, I guess they're just not theme park people. Not you know. Sure. They're, think of the millions of, of people who go to Disneyland. There's also those, millions or billions that never go and have no intention no, of going. Don't care about missing. Yeah. We took them to the beach. Of course, being from the Midwest, you'd maybe seen a creek, got you know, or a lake, yeah, or a lake got uh, uh, crawdad hunting or something, you know. We took them to the tide pools in Dana Point, and I heard through my wife later that they were so happy that I had suggested we go down there. That was the best thing he had ever done, and we, you know, I took him down in the tide pools, and we picked up the starfish and all that kind of stuff. He he just talked about that and talked about that and talked about that. And I, to me, that was an average. Eh, yeah. Been there, done yeah. that. You know, I, I yeah, it's cool, it's fun, but to me, the beach is almost like an everyday occurrence. Um, so it was no big deal. But, you know, when I was a kid, we went out to, to Missouri to meet family. We went, we went crawdad hunting and went around the farm slopping pigs and feeding cows. I thought that was fun because yeah, I'd never sure done it did. before, never seen okay. it. Okay. Uh, then when I got there, you know, a little older, and the first day we had a tornado, I said, enough of this shit. I'm not going back here again. <laughs> you, know, this is, you know, this is this is Dorothy and Wizard of Oz shit. I don't want to be in this. So, <laughs> so, you know, I need to know. I really need to see a perspective of what they want to do. All right, that's that's that was easy and short. Do you think the international Disney parks are a good idea? How do you feel about 
building more parks versus expanding the size of the current parks. <sighs> you know, I got to say, when Tokyo, I first heard about Tokyo, I was like a little dismayed. Then I thought, you know, I don't think it's really going to take away. I mean, God, look at the Japanese tourists we still get, yet they've got their own park. And not a really well-laid-out park, I have to say. That park perplexes me. And now they've got the Disney Seas, the lucky bastards. We were supposed to get that out it's here. It's all about bucks. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> what reference was I going to make now? You were going to talk about <laughs> the right stuff, weren't you? Yeah, you're right. Uh, what makes the rockets go up? <laughs> the science would... Uh, no, funding. <laughs> no bucks, no buck Rogers. Um, I Actually, the one I'm perplexed about now was... When they did Hong Kong, I thought, wait, is is Tokyo Disneyland that far away? But then again, if you keep them somewhat regional, maybe you take the strain off of each regional part because now not all of Asia has to travel up to Japan. So, okay, so they put in Hong Kong Disneyland, but what is my perplexing thing is now is we're going to, or they want to throw one in China. Okay, well, maybe Hong not Kong every is China. In China. Well, you mean mainland China? Mainland China. Hong Kong just recently became... Or was that Taiwan? I always get this... No, no, up. Taiwan is not mainland China. No, 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 not mainland. The whole island swapping thing with the British. That, that was, was Hong, Hong Kong, Kong right? yes. Um, so, okay, put one on the mainland. Yeah, I'm sure, I guess some people can't hop on over to uh, to Hong Kong, but it just seems those seem really close to each other. But who knows? Maybe in the long run, they're no closer than... Uh, Disney World to Disneyland. I I don't know. Euro Disney, you know, when we they were doing that as at the parks, there was a lot of. See, I'm not, I'm not sure sure we can comment so clearly on this. I mean, well, we haven't, we haven't been there, but what's what's your I'm, thoughts? Do you think it's it's uh, cheapening the Disney name? It's thinning it out too much by having the parks all over the world. You know, having not been there and not experiencing the difference, I can't answer okay. that question. The concept of just building more and more parks around the world. What do you? What do you think about the concept? Who cares if they're good, bad, or ugly? Okay. Do you think Disneyland should in, build in, one in every in any, on every continent? In any business, you know, you have to manage your expansion correctly. Take Krispy Kreme Donuts for example. <laughs> okay, there's a place that built like gangbusters. They throw throw up stores, and people wait in line for hours to get the hot, fresh Krispy Kreme Donuts. And then guess what? Oh, we start selling Krispy Kremes in the grocery store that are a day old and no one really minds, and now no one's waiting, going to the Krispy Kreme at 2 in the morning to get the hot, fresh donut. Okay. Has the, Starbucks been thinned out any by putting the Starbucks in every corner across the street from each other? No, but they're going to. They're going to. You can't. You cannot expand like that and, and not suffer. I don't know. Okay. I think the coffee market is a little different uh, than a unique Krispy sure. Kreme market. But, but the Krispy Kreme, the, where I'm getting to is that Krispy Kreme closed all their Inland Empire stores except one, and they had four. No, I personally think Krispy Kreme sucked. Well, okay, just, but you know, but when when they first opened the one in Ontario, there's always a line. Twenty four. Yeah, but, you know, I think I think there was a um, what do you call it a um, the newness factor where people had heard about it, they want to check it out, and then once it starts actually being around for a while, people are like, yeah. you know, this really isn't that good. They're too sweet or they're too this. Coffee is coffee. I mean, right now we're in the we're in the coffee decade, I think, or yeah, decades. Yeah, it's but just, when coffee beca- yeah. gets the same stigma as cigarettes, or people realize, wait a minute, I'm paying two bucks or three bucks for this, or there's some sort of you know economic hardship. Yeah, 
Starbucks is going to have a problem. <coughs> but, you know, maybe they're managing their growth better. The point the point I'm making is if you manage your growth fine, then no, you won't be diluted. You have to Yeah, you have to apply this that basic business philosophy. Oh, no, I understand what you're saying, but you know, this is a population issue too. Um, I don't think I I think we're almost reached the limit. Um, but you know, you'd have to look at let's say with like Paris Disneyland the demographics of who's coming to that park. Let's say that park is mainly visited by, let's call it the NATO countries, just to make it easy. But they're not getting any of the Warsaw Pack. Okay. Okay. So maybe is there a place within the Warsaw Pack that you can run an operation 12 months out of the year? Yeah. Kazakhstan okay. or... <laughs> because even in Paris... You gotta know. In fact, I'm listening, not reading, but listening to the unabridged version of the book Disney Wars, which I highly recommend to anybody who want to know what the inside workings of Disney were, from when Eisner took over and on. Very intriguing. When they wanted to do that Disney's America, they realized, well, one, they were learning from some mistakes at Paris. There's a winner, and a lot of people don't want to line up in really cold, snowy weather. Though somehow the Japanese have worked through this with Tokyo, um, they realize that working in Virginia, they've probably got an eight eight month really uh, operating season because of the four months of the the cold in the winter that probably couldn't or would operate at a much lower capacity. So you go into the Warsaw Pact. You, I'm not sure where you could really. Be, I mean, Poland. Let's take Poland. Let's. Uh, was where is Hungary? Is Hungary in the Warsaw Pact? Was was okay. It's uh, what's Hungary's weather like? Or Poland's? I mean, well, Poland's Poland farther north, right? For three Pol- or four months, right? Poland, Poland is to the east of Germany, right? So yeah, farther yeah. north. Um, go south. You got Czechoslovakia, the Czech Republic, the Slovak Republic. Then you you know you got Hungary and. So it sounds like the the answer is no. You couldn't operate a park twelve months out of the year. Heck, even doesn't even Italy get snow? Yeah, I think the does opposite snow, part of the snow, right? You know, no, not in the mountains. We get snow in California in the mountains. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, but Italy, Italy's going too far the other way. Oh, could you put one in Saudi Arabia <laughs> to handle the that end of the, the world? <laughs> so I think the Dubai or the Arab Emirates, one yeah, of those that, is building some Dubai, huge thing huge, out there. Yeah, now. you could ski. Yeah, yeah, indoor ski place, yeah. Um so I don't know. I, I really think when you have to look at the demographics of where people are traveling to and from, it might actually, you know, people complain about how busy Disneyland or Disney World is. If you give foreign travelers the option of doing it closer to home, they might opt for that, which then relieves some of the burden on the domestic parks. Well. So it could be a win-win if it's done right. Though I do have to admit, when they were first building some of these other parks, I was like, doesn't that take away the uniqueness of the originals, but people commented on that when they went to Florida. Well, what about Disneyland? Walt said he'd never do another Disneyland, but yet he's going out and building this, you know, Magic Kingdom. But in and really, in the larger sense, that was a, a minor part of a larger picture, which yep. just never got realized. And they made a lot of changes. Some people say they were simply fixing what they couldn't do here at Disneyland. I, I don't really I buy that argument. Yes, they learned. Yes, they'd make things better, but I don't think, you know. They gave up on Disneyland and went out to the, the East Coast to, to change it. So, um, 
I don't know if I could talk an hour in another podcast about that, but that's that's my feelings that's, on that. Oh, that's a pretty complex question. It is, and I'm not sure if we're really like you say. We haven't been to the ones outside um, this country, so it's really kind of hard to say. But I, I don't think you have to be there to make the observations of what it could do. But you'd really, I think, to need to see some demographics and numbers and yeah. kind of analyze it in that way. I've seen enough pictures of those parks to tell you whether or not I think they've been done well. And I'd say I'm I'm still holding my my thoughts on Hong Kong, but I think with all the controversies around Paris Disneyland, it was a well-done park. Their studios, I'm not so sure about. Tokyo Disneyland, it's been successful, though I think it's kind of screw, laid out kind of screwy. Disney Seas looks like an excellent park. So, um, there, yeah. there you go. There you go. We've covered half of what Dennis T. I have to pick that uh, up next time. And says, yeah, because there's some good things here. I mean, there's, yeah. you know, if I was CEO and president, what would I do? Um, I don't know. If I don't know. Budget, Maybe don't, you need to go know. to an imaginary My Way podcast to see what I'd do. I don't know if this if this budget figure he gives you is big enough. Uh, Five hundred million dollars to make major changes to Disneyland. I, you know, I no, I think I could spread that around. Okay. Well. well, maybe we should. Address I mean, that look, next time. Mission Space costs thirty million, right? So let's say we just, you know, if I could do something that's ten, along ten those attra- lines. Okay, so ten attractions. Yeah. Ten, ten big E tickets. Oh yeah, that's a, that's pretty good money. Yeah. Plus some cleanup in areas that need it. Okay. Uh, so that's that's not bad. And the thing about the the uh, why do the non Disneyland Magic Kingdom parks seem so poorly laid out? Um, well, the the show I'm currently writing for Imaginary My Way is covering some of that. So uh, listen so to that we'll have, podcast. We'll have to avoid that then. <laughs> yeah, we'll avoid that question, and you can go to that podcast and listen for that one. So again, if you missed that, that's Imaginary My Way podcast available on iTunes and Libsyn and at www.imaginarymyway.com. Okay, so we've we've segued into housekeeping then, because it's time to wrap. Uh, yeah, and okay. people can go to the, that post to see what other things that uh, Dennis T had suggested and um, okay. what Ernest had asked well, for, and okay. hopefully well, we've covered it. The post is on the Disney Podcast Network. Which that is correct, Mice and what, we're members of that. So yes, Mice Cast is a member of the Disney Podcast Network. Good segue. Um, Disney Podcast Network is going to be at Mouse Fest. At Walt Disney World in Florida in December. Yeah, and um, almost every podcaster from the Disney Podcast Network will be there. And unfortunately, one or two can't make it, but, you know, it, sometimes finances or work or life. all the above get in yeah. the way, life. So to have such a good representation, because we have, what do we have now? Or do we have 10, um, uh, 10 or 11 podcasters now? Oh, gosh. You had to ask. I don't remember. It's well, I'm on okay. this side. There's, there's, there's one, two, three, four, uh, five, six, seven, all right, eight, so nine, Jeff ten. will be there. Earl will be there. Uh, Paul will be there. Patrick. Paul and Patrick from Little Magic. Yeah, I'm just Brad, telling them it's one yeah, show. Brad will be there. Yep. Lou. Half of Beyond Main Street will be there. Yep. Greg half will be there for the whole thing. I will be there as it wraps towards you the end. You won't be there for Podfest, but you'll be there for I will not be the there Mega for, Mouse Meet, right? N- no. Oh, geez. No, Good. I'll not be there for the Mega Mouse Meet. I'll also not be there for the DPN Meet called... DPN's uh, listening <laughs> to plants grow or something like. Or it's that. better than watching plants. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so I'm not going to be. The, but I will, Aaron from Zippity Doopod. Not so sure what his status is. No, Aaron. As far as I know, Aaron 
will not be there. In fact, okay, you know, I'm not sure about um, the Mouse Lounge yet. I, I don't Gary, know don't know his situation, going. and Chris... The Big D is going. Big D will be there, and that's yeah. that covers everybody. Right, so that's, that's a pretty good showing. Yeah, you'll be there for some minor events, probably. You'll miss yeah, the good stuff. Sunday. But I'll be there representing our show. Yeah, yeah. That, so. Go look up Greg. And that's um, the most important thing, since you're you're the Ed McMahon to my yeah, okay. uh, Johnny yeah, Carson. I keep thinking that. <laughs> um... <laughs> All right, what else? What other housekeeping? Oh, you know what? You know what we, for, we forgot? We have been negligent. Uh-oh, what? We need to keep telling people that these are opinions. All our stuff is opinion. We don't What did they it. think it was? Fact? Okay, uh, okay. Come on. Your buddy got taken to task for assuming people understood his rumors were rumors and not actual news items. My buddy? Yeah, what Nathan, Ro- Nathan Rose from Mouse Tunes. He's been taking some flack about, you know, they talk about news and rumors, and they talk about something that's a rumor, and some people don't quite hear that, and they take it as news, and he got I some guess, grief. Well, so, I know he got grief about his his opinion of Disneyland. I don't know what okay. rumor and news is. All right, either way, Nathan. I just think we need to make sure we, did, you know, we qualify okay. that this is an opinion well, show. Nothing we say is fact. Okay. Here's it's all the, in our heads. Okay. The biggest disclaimer is we're not part of the Walt Disney Company. We're yep. not endorsed by the Walt Disney Company. Neither are our children, grandparents, wives, <laughs> or any of them part of the Walt Disney Company. It's an opinion-based show. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I would think that's kind of a given since people ask our you know, yeah, ask us well, questions and things like I that. Know, I just, I just wanted to make that clear. You know, Nathan has taken crap for having an opinion, but you know what I got to say is Nathan had an opinion. And spoke it and spoke his mind, and that's great because a lot of people don't. They just Can't moan and they that. groan yep. and they make bad comments. But you know, I I think you know, good or bad, what he said and what what his opinion. And unfortunately, he didn't have that great of a time. He spoke his mind, and I think that's a good thing because I think there was a couple others where you you told them on the the DPN, don't hold back if you don't like the show. If there's something you don't yeah. like, give us some good construction say criticism. Anyway. Yep. Just to say, I hate you. You guys stink. Okay, that might be true, but why? Give us some reason yeah. why you hate us and you think we stink so we can maybe address it. If it's something we can't screw you, we can't do anything about it. But if it's something we can try, yeah. you know, I'd like to know why. You know, go to iTunes, leave us a mess, you know, a, a rating there. Call our voicemail at, Mike, what is our number? 206-600-MICE. 206-600-6423. You can always email us to... At Greg at MiceCast.com or Mike, Mike at, mice at MiceCast.com or Greg at ImaginingMyWay.com. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. That's the other show. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's what the DPN is all about is sharing opinions and uh, making friends. And we're now over 500 members strong in the DPN. It's really become Coming a, up to six, I think. Yeah, it's been a great place. A great job by Jeff, the meandering mouse at his podcast. And who we have a new, we, you know, we kind of skated over it. The Mouse Lounge is the newest member of the DPN, and we mentioned that he we didn't know his status at uh, yes. Mouse Fest, but we forgot to mention that he is our newest member on the DPN. He's got a great podcast, very professionally done, making us all look like a bunch of amateurs, but I think we already did, so it's yeah. no big deal there. Uh, but he's got a lot of great information, uh, puts it together very well, has some great ride-through. His audio recordings are second to none. They, they really are very good. So, And I will continue to mention uh, Brian's book, Disney World, uh, by Brian McDermott. Uh, great, good, fun, tongue-in-cheek way 
to visit Disney World, uh, not written for the the soccer moms, but written for the more uh, Type A personalities. So that's that's our, a fun our, read. Our crew, people that like yeah, this. our crew. Okay. That's why I'm going to continue to mention his his book because it fits right in line with the Mice Cast and the DPN. Um, so if you have a chance, check his book out, and I'm sure it's available on Amazon and all those kind of places. I to be honest, I really don't know because Brian was nice enough to send me that, and I didn't have to go buy it. Which I would, you know, if, I, I gotta say I'd put the money out for it. I don't know what the, I don't have it right in front of me. I don't know what the list price is right now, but I'd definitely buy it because I'm tired of all the you know cookie cutter type guidebooks. Uh, that and like I say the 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 other one we God I've lost my mind tonight. The the one you opened up earlier just tonight. It's yeah just tonight. The um passporter passporter my favorite two books now for Disney World. Uh, so. Anyways, it's enough babbling about that. Oh, I forgot to tell. Did I tell you that I got a letter from the Club Thirty Three? No. Should, should I mention that? I got. Sure. I, I wrote a. I wrote an email, or not an email. I sent them a letter. It has to be three or four months ago. Maybe it hasn't. And put a self-addressed stamp envelope. Said, please add add me to you. You know your waiting list. So they send me this letter. Uh, actually, it's a letter. Then it's a explanation of membership. And then a form to fill out um, with my name and address and type of membership. So I'm going to send that in. Uh, does very any, cool, very cool letterhead. Does any I, of that I, material indicate how long you might wait before they call you back again? No, it does not. But I'm doing a little research on the web and looking around. I've heard on the average of possibly three years. Huh. You might actually be able to afford it by then. I can afford it right now, but okay. it'd be probably better in three years. Okay. Um, if anybody actually wants to know, I, you know, they never said any here, in here in any ways. Don't disclose this information to anybody else. I have scanned it, although I'm a little reluctant to put it on the website. But I'd be more than happy to share an email. I think if someone wanted to know what it does cost, um, I'm going to bring it to work too. See if you know, it'd be really cool to entertain clients this way. Yeah, so, that would be cool. Yeah, and since one of my partners is an ex-imagineer, he definitely would have sympathies towards uh, joining. So that that would be fun. <coughs> so yeah, that was exciting. I, that that came in when I was up in Yosemite on my my little training adventure, and so did my imaginary my way pins that I'm going to take to the uh, oh, okay the, the pod fest. And what's it going to take to get an imaginary my way pin? For you, no, probably no, no. donate. Okay, I'm in. Oh, oh, oh from a, do- a donation from me? Is yeah. that what you're going to say? <laughs> I'll give you a buck. <laughs> oh, I won't quite cover my uh, my yeah. cost. No, if you're if you listen to the Imagining My Way podcast or MiceCast, and you tell me you're a listener, I'd probably I'd most likely ah yeah, nice. I'm going to give you one of these pens while supplies last. Because first, all the DPM members get theirs. Um, Friends and family get theirs, and then what's ever left, which will so probably five, be almost like everything. Five so or I only six got of them, yeah. yeah, I only got a few listeners and a, you know, a few family members, so I'll have plenty left. And I'm also going to have some mag- business card type magnets with me, which I think we'll have for MiceCast also. Yes. Right. Yes. So I don't think that's that's about the limit of the swag. I think for MiceCast, yeah. I believe we MiceCast is cheap. There's a bigger budget on imagining my way. Oh so. yeah. Okay. The single guy show's got a bigger budget than the two guy show. Go figure that one out. Don't know because because one guy's it's really just two one guy budgets apparently. 
Yeah, probably the same guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, no, no. I, I, my point is that, you know, I'm covering Mice Cast and you're covering Imagining My Way. That's yeah, you're not quite covering Mice Cast in the same way that no. I'm covering Imagining My no, Way. No, but you're not giving anything to Mice Cast. You haven't asked for anything yet. Oh, okay. Is that what it's going to take? Well, if you tell me keep, that keep you know, it costs me X to get these oh. things done and I give you Y to split it, then oh, okay. yeah, I mean, it's, all, all right. you got to do is mention it, you moron. Uh, all right, fine. Jeez. All right, well then, you that, know, that seemed implicit and implied both. You so. sure? Yeah. Are you sure? Okay. Oh, my God. So, we've mentioned DPN. We've mentioned the new show. We've mentioned my show, which is always important. Very important, yeah. Um, we, we had Lou and Bob's... Voicemail. <laughs> voicemail, which I have to say is probably the most entertaining voicemail we've got in a while. Um, but please send us <laughs> voicemails if you'd like. Yeah, send us um, emails. Send us emails, give us show topics, uh, whatever you want to hear about. Because this is, you know, just not two guys talking to each other, but we'd like to talk about what you guys like to hear about. Um, even if we've done the show before, we might do it again because, you know, things change oh, and yeah. perspectives change. So, you know, there's a certain point where we're probably going to have to go back and uh, visit, some of, those visit earlier, some of those things again. Earlier opinions, yeah. Yeah, yeah things change. Uh, all right. Well, then, I think we're done. And I will say good night. Good for you. I'm going to say good day. This show is a member of the Disney Podcast Network family, hosted by Jeff at Meandering Mouse. The DPN is a collective discussion forum, consisting of some of the finest unofficial Disney podcasts available on the Internet. Pay a visit to www.disneypodcastnet.com and join in on all the fun with your favorite Disney podcasters and listeners. <laughs>